Good day, everybody, and welcome to Live, Work, Play, Economic Development with God. Sandy Badry from Red Deer County. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about what's happening in Red Deer County in the world of economic development and all of the other things uh, out there on the horizon uh, on a on a cold day in uh, in Alberta. How are you doing, Sandy? I'm doing well, Paul. Thanks for having me. Oh, always a pleasure. It's so, so great to chat with you, Sandy. And um, you're, uh, you know, been very active in economic development over the years. And uh, one of the things that uh, that stands out is uh, a lot of the, the great projects that uh, Red Deer County has been able to put together over the years. Um, but uh, before we get into that, maybe for people that don't know too much about you, if you could maybe just tell me, tell me a little bit more and, and share with our listeners uh, a little bit more about yourself and how you got into economic development. Hmm. Well, usually when people ask how you came to be an economic development officer, I usually tell people that that nobody really goes to school to become an economic development officer. They usually just kind of fall into the position. But now I, the, the up-and-comings do go to school to become economic development officers. Us, um, the older group, are the ones that kind of just fell into the position, and which is kind of how I happen to. And and it goes back to working with you, Paul, in, in the city of Lacombe, which was the town of Lacombe back then. And uh, I ended up working with you um, through a grant program um, part time. And that's when I kind of got the, the economic development bug. I was doing uh, records management at the time and and just kind of fell into it. And it uh, I was sitting on one of the committees and found that this was actually kind of a position that that interested me and it was a it was a it was a good fit for me and and then started taking courses and got into it that way and ended up over at Red Deer County after about three years with the city and I've been there ever since and it's been 14 and a half years over at Red Deer County now. Wow that's uh that's amazing I mean it is so funny how you do talk to different people in economic development and you've got uh people who like you say uh kind of were involved in uh, maybe in a municipal environment and uh you know just turned out to be good people and a good fit with it a you know typical outgoing personality uh people who like to look at opportunities and make things happen I think I mean, in, in your case, uh, you had a, a business background, a small business background. Um, we're very involved in things like uh, Rotary Club and and mm. uh, as well as different community organizations. And I think for so many economic developers out there, uh, the big key is building relationships. And from time to time, I like to say we're we're really in the relationship building business and economic development. We we kind of form a bit of a bridge between uh, developers and builders and investors and the people in the municipal organization that do the planning and and the development control to kind of keep things in order. From time to time, that causes a bit of conflict when you get into situations where uh, you're trying to open the doors for someone and make things as easy as possible. But uh, sometimes there are, you know, rules that, they may not be aware of and they kind of catch you by surprise. So one of the greatest things that we can do, I guess, is to uh, make sure people understand where they're going and and what sort of expectations there are ahead of them uh, before they get in too far. But uh, it's a definitely super fun uh, area to work in. And 
you know, between the uh, University of Waterloo uh, and uh, now the University of Calgary and, of course, Simon Fraser University. There's different economic development programs across the country that are, you know, building the skills for everyone. And I mean, these days we can learn so much uh, just by finding more things out uh, online and, and through our colleagues. But uh, yeah, and it's so important, uh, you know, being connected through Economic Developers Association of Alberta and, and EDAC uh, as well, the Canadian uh, wide Economic Developers Association. So those those provide great chances for us to connect and, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, at a conference or at some of the events that they host throughout the year. Absolutely, Paul. And I think a lot of us also come from um, an entrepreneurial background where either it's a family business that we came from. I know myself, I in my former life, I owned my own business, um, a small business while I was, you know, raising my family. And then my husband also had his own business, which he just sold last year. So we do, most of us, or a lot of us come from an entrepreneurial background or really have that, um, that drive and that interest in helping people with their entrepreneurial spirits. And, and it's encouraging to see them start up and grow and to help them make those dreams happen for them and find those ways that they can they can get up and and started and running in their communities and and again with myself when we came to live in Lacombe it was a lot of um, I think my interest was in how our our community flourished and, and what drove it and how things worked and to be involved in my community and to make it a good community to live in. And I, I, we're still here and I, I really treasure the small community aspect, but it's also becoming a a city and, and growing. And, and I think it's really fun to watch that happen and be a part of it and see how it, it grows. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, you do see, I think, a lot of people that gravitate towards doing things in economic development. They've got that uh, exposure to business in the past. So there's a, a certain amount of empathy when they're dealing with people who are coming to the the organization to communicate uh, an opportunity. So um, there's a certain amount of excitement that you share with them in doing that. But there's also you know, a level of care that you want to give them uh, to make sure that they know exactly uh, how to get through all the, uh, you know, the bobs, and, bobs, <laughs> bobs and weaves and hoops that yeah. might be set up in front of them. So, you know, in many ways, that's what you do. You facilitate uh, getting through those hoops as, as right. easy as possible. And then, you know, really help people to look and see opportunities. And it's so interesting to think about it in the sense that, you know, depending on the community, you know, the needs vary from community to community and and every community has got a different personality as well. So whether you're in Lacombe or you're, you know, in Drumheller or Calgary or Cochrane or, or anywhere, uh, everyone's got their own kind of uh, personality as a community. And I think uh, understanding that really helps you to, to kind of connect the dots in the best possible way so that people can can really make things happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that certainly helps us with our jobs and and it helps make that pathway smoother. 
for sure. And, you know, kind of looking, uh, looking around Red Deer County these days, if you've gone back and you've been part of the, the action there for, you know, over 14 years, uh, if you were going to take us back 14 years ago and look around Red Deer County, it would look quite a bit different than it does today. And, uh, you know, a big part of that is uh, the work that you've done and facilitated along the way. But what would you say are some of the projects that you've been involved in in the past that have been uh, the most exciting? Oh, wow. Um, well, Gasoline Alley is a huge, a huge project right now. Um, just the changes that have gone on there in the last five years, even um, it's it's changed from a, a gas and dine stop for for the traveling community. It's more of a, a live work community now. We've when Alberta Transportation came in and changed the egress into Gasoline Alley and and put the overpass from the city into Gasoline Alley, it made it difficult for the the truck drivers to to gain access to the gas stations and the the fast food and the the restaurants that were there so Ridger County partnered with um, Transportation Alberta in order to create a place where these truck drivers could be and we knew that there was there was this was going to come so we planned Junction 42 and this was in in our plans for quite a few years, but it was just a matter of when it was going to happen. And so we partnered with uh, Transportation Alberta and we created a, a paved five acre uh, rest stop, a partnership rest stop where the trucks could pull in, stop. And then we we attracted Petrocan along with Tim Hortons and some fast food restaurants. And we've got this truck stop now for for the traveling industry to pull in and and the tourism industry as well so you're traveling rvs and just people up and down the highway so it's a perfect place for everyone to pull over it makes it a lot easier and then now gasoline alley has become more of a place where it's a it's a destination it's not just a place to stop and get your gas and have a a snack on your way in between calgary and edmonton so we've got our costco we've got the cinemas we've got the restaurants and there's a a 190 plus bed dementia unit in that that's there as well long-term care unit so around that unit has built this medical hub so we've got some doctors in there we've got eye doctors we've got dentists we've got hearing doctors so it's built this medical hub around there we've also got a financial district in there as well with accountants and and such and then um, during the pandemic we opened up uh, an indoor farmers market which has been very successful considering the pandemic so and it's it's growing and thriving beautifully so there's a lot going on in gasoline alley and it's it's just and, and residential as well. So we're looking at at full build out over 5,000 residents being in the Liberty Landing residential area. So it's it's quite a whole different vision than what it really started out as. And it's it's a very attractive place to be now with bus stops and sidewalks and curbs and gutters which it it never had before so it's quite the attractive community and um, council made it a hamlet a few years back so we can 
make it into this attractive place for people to be? Well, it's interesting because as you say those things, the evolution of Gasoline Alley has been amazing. Like you say, it's it's not just a gas and go. Uh, now it's a uh, go there, get your medical services, uh, you know, go to the theater, uh, do some of your big box shopping as well. And if not, uh, you know, the build out for 5000 people down the road. So yeah. that that's incredible to, you know, think about where that might have been, you know, 20 years ago and how that's really changed. And, it, you know, sort of speaks to um everything that's happening in central Alberta as well. I mean, but Gasoline Alley has been really a, a model for a lot of uh, communities out there uh, trying to attract the types of businesses that uh, really add value to the surrounding region as well. So, and then you talk a little bit about uh, Junction 42 and for, for everybody out there, uh, that's just east of Penhold off of uh, Highway 42 and uh, the number two. And, uh, you know, another great opportunity to kind of take a take a challenge and then find a solution. And then if you drive through that property as well, you'll see there's it's it's built for heavy equipment. It's built for uh, truck and trailer truck traffic, Um, you know, uh, so that's great. That fills another niche in the market uh, on that side of uh, of Red Deer. So. Great, great opportunities there. And uh, and I mean, in in the meantime, I know a few other things that uh, have been happening in uh, in Red Deer County as well around uh, broadband Internet service. Uh, you know, you speak about COVID and, and how we all sort of just became uh, competent using yeah. the video conferencing and we became competent with, uh, you know, doing the doing that work from home. Uh, now, uh, Red Deer County is one of the leaders in, in rural uh, internet in Canada. So that's fantastic to see that. Could you tell us a little bit more about that project and what that looks like and, and how much impact that has? Absolutely. So Red Deer County, um, they they noticed that, uh, especially during COVID, and it was a project that came to be prior to COVID, but especially through COVID, we understood the importance of of high-speed connectivity, especially to our our smaller communities and our our farming residents in and around the outlying communities. They didn't have that high-speed connectivity. So some of them were experiencing less than dial-up connectivity. So we took 18 million dollars up to this point it's been about four years now and we have invested that in to bring in the high-speed broadband and we have ironically well not ironically but surprisingly and not surprisingly but junction 42 is the backbone of where this fiber lies so it starts along the highway there of 42 it goes all the way out to Springbrook to the west and then all the way out to Delburn on the east so it runs east and west and then we've got it going north and south all around the county so far so um, the plan is to ensure optimal connectivity and productivity for everyone throughout the county so we want to bring 
the high speed, even just like optimal connectivity to all the residents so that we have that ability to bring, like we, we've learned throughout COVID that you don't have to work in bricks and mortar. And people are understanding that they want to have that country lifestyle. They want to have that, the, the wide open spaces, but they still have their jobs to do. So they can move wherever they want to be, but still do their jobs. So, and we're attracting a lot of people from larger cities. They can live out here and they can still do their jobs, but they need that connectivity. So we're allowing that to happen. And then there's also the egg community. Agriculture is dependent on internet accessibility because a lot of these machinery that are running these high-tech egg opportunities rely on on high-speed internet. So we're giving them that opportunity to be able to do that way out in the small corners of our our um, our county. Our county is three hundred three thousand. 950 square kilometers so we've got a lot to cover we're we're getting there we're getting there and it's it's coming it's coming well it's it's so cool as well because i mean the county and making that size of an investment really provides a catalyst for things like the uh the red deer regional airport for that type of uh connection as well as helping communities like springbrook and delburn to have that advantage as well, because you've been able to partner with them in order to make uh, high speed a reality in those places. So, uh, you know, it's just been a really great thing for the county to be able to do that. And you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the ag sector, but these days, ag is so involved in the development of tech and whether right. that's a GPS driven uh you know, seeding or pesticide application, or even in some cases, it could be uh, different drone mapping and uh, or just you know, making e- their product available online. Exactly, and and more and more uh, farmers are becoming producers that they can sell direct to farm to table. So exactly, so those things are so cool because having that advantage positions Red Deer County so well to be able to make it possible for their, you know, their residents and and, and the businesses there to do great things. And more and more and we're it, seeing it that. it gives the opportunity to these smaller communities to grow because oftentimes if they, you can't attract a big business to a community that doesn't have high-speed internet. You need high-speed internet to run a business, even just a small home-based business you need high-speed internet so it's it's imperative that we have that available to these smaller communities if we want them to grow and thrive absolutely and you know the uh the big difference between the communities that are going to do things in the future and the ones that are going to lag behind are the ones that don't have these types of services and not everywhere has that ability but, you know, very uh, forward thinking for Red Deer County to to consider doing this type of work for sure. So, I mean, hats off to uh, the leadership uh, 
elected officials and, and the leadership of the county for for identifying this as a as a priority and, and making it happen. You know, it's one thing to talk, but it's another thing to make it happen. Right, right. We are so fortunate. Our council is so supportive of economic development. They're so supportive of business development and they're they're really forward thinkers and they you know they want to be leaders and they're they're definitely allowing administration to to help do this and and they're they're very um supportive of us in this and and they they let us drive this ship you know well it's interesting it's too because uh you know red deer county uh at times you know there's been moments where there's been some pretty pretty high-end competition with the city Mm -hmm. uh you know and there's been a little bit of conflict over the years but i think in a lot of ways that competition has just made the county want to up its game and and it's also made the city want to up its game as well so it just elevates everyone that uh you're you're kind of uh, you know, in some cases you're competing for similar things, but on the other hand, uh, as you're doing that, you're really uh, kind of raising the bar, which, uh, you know, is, is a great way to to kind of look at, uh, you know, we, we've often in times in economic development said, hey, we're we're in the midst of coopetition, like we, right. we, we're right. going to cooperate with you, but we're, we're still competing. And uh, at the end of the day, we want to create opportunities in our backyard first, uh, but yeah, I mean, we we often see a handoff when things don't necessarily fit in one community that we can hand off to the neighbor uh, next door. So well, you know, I think this it's it's a really cool thing that we we've sat down with uh, the city economic development and their administration, and we understand as a county what our weaknesses are, and they as the city understand what their weaknesses are, and we can sit down together. And we know that their weaknesses are our strengths, our strengths are their weaknesses, and we can work together on those things. And it's a really awesome partnership. Like they have labor force. We don't. We have large pockets of land. They don't. So we can work together on those those projects. It's it's a really cool opportunity. Well, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, by recognizing that, then you can really you know, fill the niche that best suits your your organization, whether it be a county or a city. Um, certainly, I've seen that around Calgary between the city and Rocky View County is another big right. example. Uh, but around Alberta, we see that, uh, you know, kind of hovering around the, uh, you know, the traditional periphery of the city. We've got these counties that are clustered up. And uh, as cities grow, they, in some cases, aren't able to meet some of the demands for some of the big footprint opportunities. And part of that's maybe cost, but other parts are they they want to have a they have a unique build and they want to get things done a certain way. And and there are restrictions in cities usually okay. that have a little bit more a little bit more scrutiny than they are uh, prepared to deal with. So uh, depending on where you're at, uh, these things can pop up and. You know, I think every day that you take out of the equation uh, for someone having to wait for an approval is a day that you get them closer to turning a profit and and putting money back into the system and getting right. people working. So these things are really important to consider. And, it, you know, you can say, well, one one organization in a region wins and the other one doesn't. But at the end of the day, uh, you 
it's the collective effort in the region that brings people together and, and creates more opportunities that wouldn't be there otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. So, like Central Alberta is a fantastic example because not only do you have the city of Red Deer, but you've got, you know, Sylvan Lake and Black Falls and Lacombe and and Penhold and, uh, you know, all these other communities that are in the area that benefit when things happen Absolutely. Down the road. When we do our labor force study, we include all the communities that are around because that's where our pool comes from. That's that's where our our people come from. So we know yeah. that, you know, it's a benefit for us. It's a benefit for them. And in a lot of cases, you'll see, you know, the great thing about having other communities in the region is that uh, they have a unique personality that shines through in uh, the way of tourism and other things that are happening, different events that are hosted. Um, I don't think anyone in Alberta, uh, in central Alberta, for sure, could, you know, imagine central Alberta without the Pinocchio Stampede, as an example. Yeah. Right. Well, and I just mean, different, different education skills, different trade levels, different, you know, it, it's different pockets of of skill levels in the different communities. It's they're all unique. Well, and then you take that uh, and you translate it to, you know, a lot of the work that uh, Red Deer Polytechnic and, and Olds College have uh, have been up to and how that transfers back into, you know, re- literally in the fields of central yes. Alberta. Yes. Um, some of the work that they're doing there and, uh, you know, just making sure that there's enough capacity in the system to take advantage of some of the areas that are really growing, like uh, different so kinds fortunate. of technology. Yeah, we're so fortunate yeah. that we have them in our backyard. They they and, they work very yeah. well with us. And and you know, like some of the legacies that come from hosting the uh, Canada uh, Summer Games or Winter Games in in Red Deer, uh, you know, just all the stuff that comes with that uh, just improves everybody's life and quality of life in the region. Right. Right. So if you want to talk about a partnership, we could talk about the, the airport. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great example. And, yeah. you know, it's been, I mean, that project's been kind of out there for a long time, but sometimes that's another example of economic development where you kind of just have to bang the table. <laughs> uh, a few for for you know fifteen or twenty years to exactly. make things happen exactly. and and keep uh, keep in front of uh, you know elected officials uh, in the region, but also at a provincial and and federal level to keep keep on the radar and make sure they know uh, you know the importance of of those kinds of projects. Yeah, we just put uh, fifteen million into the runway and the aprons, so we can now land the seven thirty sevens which will give us access to uh, scheduled passenger flights as well as large cargo opportunities. So that is a huge boon to the airport right now. And uh, we have 800,000 square meters of airside and groundside access up at the north end of the runway, which is pretty much unheard of. So this is a huge opportunity for the Red Deer Regional Airport, and um, we're very excited to see where this will this will lead us in the next couple of years. 
Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm kind of blessed and cursed to be on a flight path, living on, on a flight path in Calgary. <laughs> uh, and from time to time, I'll look up and I'll see uh, an Amazon plane that's coming in. And uh, now with the capabilities that you've got at the uh, Red Deer Regional Airport, uh, you might see some of that uh, purple air airplanes coming up your way too so uh you know just it's so interesting how things have changed in terms of what how people shop and what they do um and but it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere uh anywhere different anyway so you know it's just uh just incredible what uh what people are are doing these days yeah and we're, we're looking at a a new terminal as well so that's that's in the in the plans for the next year. Um, What's hopefully that the, will be that will be the next the next expenditure. Yeah, Sandy, what would you say is is the time frame for uh, you know when you expect that you're going to be able to to plan those 737s? And presumably, there's you know talks with uh, the airlines in Canada these days. Uh, on scheduling in the future and of, of course all that's under wraps until you make an announcement but um you know it, as far as the preparation for the airport is concerned what kind of time frame do you think we're we're looking at to see those kinds of things well technically we can land them now the 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 runway is is wide enough and strong enough it can it can handle them on a daily basis um the scheduled uh, passenger service with the um, talks with ultralight low-cost carriers, they are hoping to have a, a terminal in place before we get into discussions with them. So we're hoping to have the funding in place to build the terminal and have it operational by the end of 2024 with passenger service by the fall of 2025 is hopefully that if if all the planets align and and the stars are in the right place, that's the plan. Um, again, it's all dependent on um, the low cost carriers and if they find that it's viable to be here, um, they need to do their feasibility studies as well and. And find out we have been in conversations with some of them. Again, it's it'll be totally up to them, but it it's not out of the question. We're not hanging our hat on that because that's not where the sustainability of the airport will come from. The sustainability of the airport will come from cargo and maintenance and aeronautic um, maintenance or um other type of different support services I yeah guess. manufacturing hey, that, that type of stuff that's where the sustainability of the airport will come from so that's where the development along the north end of the airport will that'll be where that manufacturing and and building and hangars come in that's because we've got that airside access um, Calgary has no more room for development. The Edmonton Airport, I think, we're a little bit more competitive than they will be. So I think it will be a very attractive place 
for businesses to to come to. Yeah, I mean, do you think in two and a half years, basically, uh, it's going to really change the landscape of of what's possible in that area? And Absolutely. That's, that's so cool. It'll probably relieve, you know, in some cases, it'll probably relieve a little bit of uh, truck traffic. But then again, you'll have, you know, room for uh, logistics and and uh, you know, moving off of different, uh, you know, air cargo. Uh, for transport, yeah. probably more more like uh, east west from there. Uh, I think I so. would guess, you know, within yeah. the region, but that'll save uh, some time and effort uh, for a lot of uh, work that's happening now in the bigger cities. Yeah, and the access to the QE2 is so close, it's so handy. And then well, again, and- Junction 42 is right there. That is our, our new. Um, innovative business campus that we're we've got a vision for there's two quarter sections that are the one quarter section is shovel ready at this moment the second quarter section can be at if a business came to us and said we need in we could have it ready in no time Um, it's we're looking at commercial highway commercial we're looking at medium industrial we're looking at business development out there um ag tech all kinds of different um innovative support businesses that will be out there uh very high-tech green innovation businesses are 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 our plans so that's where we're going with the with Junction 42, it's not just a truck stop. It's not just a place for trucks. It's going to be our our huge innovative business campus out there. Yeah, and that's uh, so great. I mean, it really changes things when you're on the Highway 2 corridor in Alberta, like the QE2. Um, so many businesses just want to be in proximity. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, Central Alberta has the unique position of being, you know, an hour and a half from both Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah, and, the internationals. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in in that case, uh, you know, a lot of uh, branch offices can be located in in the region, and uh, you know, if you've got business in Edmonton and Calgary, you can kind of, you know, head one way, uh, you know, for meetings, and head the other way, and you're not sort of taking up that extra time on the highway so well and uh, a lot of a lot of vision out there is the agritech the the biomass hybrid vertical farming models that type of stuff just so you know we've we've kind of learned that we can't rely on california and mexico for our food and so if we can do it here why not you know and i can't see why we can't you know these innovative sustainable developments are are the new new way of doing things and you know we got to start looking at how we can take care of ourselves and I can't see why we can't do it and there's got to be these circular businesses that build off each other and you know create opportunities for for other businesses to to flourish and then bring in those residents bring in those jobs that help keep the smaller communities flourishing. Exactly. And I mean, 
you've got uh, good water infrastructure yeah. in the region as well. Like you've a regional water system and, and regional wastewater systems that are, uh, you know, being managed uh, in sort of saving cost as a, as a big uh, regional yeah. system uh, in a lot of cases. But even just the water supply itself uh, through the Red Deer River and all the other uh, tributaries coming through central Alberta, there's, there's lots of water there. Uh, you know, you see examples of, you know, more sophisticated greenhouses and vertical farming, like you say, mm-hmm. uh, that are really, uh, you know, changing things. And then more and more people, you know, investigating the the geothermal heat option as well. And mm-hmm. and there might be some some chance for that. Uh, I know, uh, you know, some of the work that I've done uh, across Alberta, there's uh, even uh, some of the trials with uh, lithium brine uh, extraction right. out of exactly. the clear water, which is... Yep you know, kind of in that uh, Bashaw area, just, uh, you know, just east of uh, Lacombe and, um, you know, just Some down in all kinds. as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there's just so many different things happening these days. And it's great to see uh, rural Alberta really, uh, you know, pardon the pun, taking the bull by the horns <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and making things happen. And, uh, you know, Sandy, you've done such a fantastic job to be a, a catalyst in making these things happen around you and uh, opening so many doors for people to 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 make things happen as well. So, uh, anyways, I I uh, I think this has been a fantastic conversation, Sandy. I really appreciate you taking the time today to connect and and uh, share your story uh, with us today. Uh, of course. Uh, look for us uh, online uh, on your favorite podcast, Live, Work, Play, the Economic Development Podcast. Thanks again, Sandy. Uh, well, thanks, look Paul. forward to seeing you. Yeah, look yeah. forward to seeing you again uh, for real uh, in the flesh uh, at uh, some of the events that are coming up here uh, across Alberta. For sure. Absolutely. If you have a guest that you'd like to hear on Live, Work, Play, give me a shout at psalvatore at municipalexperts.ca. See you soon.